It's us, and it's lovable favorites, and I am Jack. And I am James. And as you could probably tell from that uh, very uh, very spooky way that I said lovable favorites, this is, in fact, the Halloween Spectac Spookular. Yeah, Spectac Spookular, because anyone can do a Halloween Spooktacular. Yeah, yeah, it's that's been done. It is done, but we're doing our own thing yeah no one's ever done this before no it's uh it's like uh david s pumpkins our own thing am i right you remember that who david s pumpkins it was a very popular uh skit on the uh the sketch comedy show snl no i don't know this Wow, you've got some homework to do. It was yeah, a t- is this recent or is this pretty old? I think this is quite old. I can't really remember. I'd say I'd put it like maybe four to five years in the past. Okay, but it was it was huge, James. You must have been a. Is that the the time you spent under a rock? I think it was asleep when that happened. <laughs> I think that it happened in the nighttime. Yeah, it did. Oh, okay, it did. Yeah, yeah. and I Saturdays too. I usually sleep. Yeah, they usually air Saturday Night Live at night. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know. I can't be responsible to know all that. That's fair. Do you know, I realized the other day, have you ever had a pumpkin spice latte? Oh, yeah. I've never had one. Not even one? No, never. James. I know. You don't even know what you've been missing. No, I don't know. And it could be spectacular, but I just don't know. Have you ever eaten uh, like a whole pumpkin? No, no. Oh, it's just like that, but it, but in a drink form. Oh my god! So it just tastes like, and does it fill you up as much as a whole pumpkin would? Stem and all, buddy. <laughs> Stem and all. Wow, that sounds horrible. Yeah, no, it's good. And there's no coffee in it, I assume. Uh, that I can't confirm nor deny. Uh-huh. I actually, honestly, I had I had an afternoon pumpkin spice latte yesterday from uh-huh. uh from local uh, coffee shop Van Hoot in Van Hoot. I love them. The local German uh, yeah. shop. I don't know. The local yep. German population yep. sort of got it going. I had it in a, and it made me feel weird in the afternoon. Oh, yeah? So it might have some sort of, uh, you know, added uh, caffeine boost. Or maybe it was the pumpkin element. Yeah, it might have been the, in the whole pumpkin that you had. Because when I think of when I think of a pumpkin, I think of nighttime, if I'm being honest. Uh-huh. Yeah, I agree with that, because in the daytime, what's the point? So maybe it's best, they're best drank at night. So keep that in mind when you're going to try your first one. Are you going to try Do you plan on trying one? I don't know if, you, if I told you, but I actually sleep at night, though. You, okay, you did mention that, but maybe when the clock strikes midnight at one time, instead of laying your weary head to bed, uh-huh. take a sip instead. <laughs> You should be in marketing. That's really great. You got me. Honestly. Thank you. What are you drinking? I just saw you sneak a little. I, I can see you. You look great, by the way. And it's so nice to see you. Thank you. I can't see you. Jack doesn't. We're doing this on uh, the internet. Uh-huh. And Jack does not have a webcam. No, no. That's priority. Uh-huh. I'll get to it. Um, I'm drinking water. Oh, great stuff. Actually, you know what? I there was water in this cup because it's a mug, so you can see this. But I did that thing where you try and take a drink, but then you realize, like, as it's going out, that the cup is now empty. Oh, you played it off well. I definitely was like, I see. I could tell that there wasn't much because you had to go real tip, uh-huh. real high tip. But I kind of thought you were just finishing it off. I didn't think that maybe you were faking it. Yeah, well, it was uh, all for the show. My compliments to the actor. Uh-huh. This isn't your first rodeo. No, I went to the rodeo once as a kid. Actually, I did one time when I was a kid, went to the rodeo. So the rodeo was in town. Uh-huh. I went with my dad and two of my brothers. And at one point, a bull got dizzy. He was like running around in circles chasing someone. Yeah. And then it was clear that the bull was dizzy. And then my dad stood up out of his chair and shouted, the bull is dizzy. The bull is dizzy. No way. Yeah, it was great. Did, did everyone cheer? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> in my mind they did i can't say that's what happened for sure but i like that stood out to me as that's the only thing i remember about that rodeo that's definitely a viv- that would be a vivid memory i think in anyone's mind <laughs> the first time that, <laughs> that your father stands up and says the bull's dizzy uh, yeah yeah you don't want to uh, miss moments like that that's the good stuff that's the good that's the good stuff we all want <laughs> kind of like people might want to know about what stories we're reading today oh yeah i agree with yeah uh so on on the on this uh spectac spookular we've picked a pretty spooky topic james Mm -hmm. we uh we picked one of the legendary characters of halloween which is death himself yeah we picked we had we had a few names in a hat we picked that one and we picked death we had a few situations in a hat as his Mm -hmm. lovable favorites way and we picked out Grows a pumpkin. Grows a pumpkin. Yeah, the, the first the first thing you you said to me when when this came up was you said this is poetic. Mm-hmm. Death creates life. Yeah, which is which is ironic because uh, we know death only for doing death. Totally, that's he's he's super famous for that. Yeah, and we sort of have the courage here to explore another side of him. Yeah, some won't call us heroes, and I disagree. Uh, <laughs> we're doing it. We're just doing it in our own way. We're exploring this this sort of this intense situation, this poetic uh, existence of of a character that's maybe been treated poorly for you know, yeah, or just like people have these preconceived notions due to you know the garbage that sort of the liberal media has fed them about death and right. I, I'm ready to destroy their uh, their notions with logic and facts. Yeah, let's rock this, rock the system, rock the whole damn system up. <laughs> you ever think it on home? You ever just wake up and think, I'm going to rock the system today? <laughs> oh my god, yes! And then I just tweet, and then I just oh, tweet and you, so much. You tweet so good, and you rock that system. But <laughs> you rock that system to the earth's ground. You just shatter the system. It was never the same after I argued with that guy from Wisconsin on Twitter. No, his life changed. Your life changed, and we all changed after that. <laughs> that was the day my mom took my phone away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's why it changed for my life. It sucked. I couldn't talk to you. Yeah, that's why we haven't been around for like a year and a half. Yeah, it was a. You know what? A punishment worthy of the crime, I guess. <laughs> no, no. Technically, if you think about it. <laughs> uh, but also a worthy thing that you did to earn the punishment. It's all. Yeah, it all makes I, sense. I have no regrets. This is what we call everything falling into its place. Mm-hmm. But I guess we could get into the stories maybe yeah let's read a story but i mean before we can do that we might have to do uh might have to decide who goes first right we're gonna have to decide who goes first with everybody's uh it's i've been told i don't i haven't just made this up this is most people's favorite part of the show it's the coin flip Mm -hmm. um i've got i've got one right here we've got heads and we've got tails james uh would you care to make a wager yeah i would go heads it's all right. Let's see. I'm going to go for the flip. Uh, I'm going to try to do it uh, next to the microphone. So you get a little bit of uh, what ASMR. That sounds great. James Brown. It's yes. heads. It's heads. It's How do heads. I know? I can't see you and I didn't hear anything. Yeah, it's uh, I could have completely done this. And I, you know what? I'll be honest. I didn't have a coin ready. I was about to panic. <laughs> I, what, I, what I have here is a guitar pick that's not the same thing on one side there's a turtle and i called him heads <laughs> really yeah and other than that it, and the other side has nothing and that's tails because it would be oh. think of like where the turtle's head is and then the tail would be the other side totally yeah okay that works i love that yeah and even though it, and this is how honest i am because now I, I have to embarrass myself by admitting i'm an axe man uh, a guitar, <laughs> guitar guy uh, is, is that a tortex pick yeah, yellow style. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's I believe it's a point seventy three millimeter. Oh, that yeah, it, that is. Yeah, I don't want to get into it too much, but it's just got <laughs> the right amount of flex with the right amount of no give. You know, give and no give. <laughs> I love that. Well, you love that, and 
I would love it, James, if you would please read your, if you would read your story. Yes. Death Grows a Pumpkin. It was October 31st and Death was preparing for his favorite day of the year. He assembled treat bags for the kids consisting of piss-soaked urinal cakes and spider eggs. He decorated his porch with the blood and skin of his victims, making sure his house was the most evil-looking one on the block. He donned a funny costume, the cat in the hat. And, as a finishing touch, Death slowly and carefully placed jack-o'-lanterns on his porch. Death loved making jack-o'-lanterns and prepared 30 every year. What he liked most about making a jack-o'-lantern was killing the pumpkin. First, he'd cut a hole in the top of the pumpkin's head, then get to scooping out the brains. It reminded Death of how he loved to scoop out the brains of the humans that he killed, and the animals too. After that, he'd carve out eyes and a mouth, fill the pumpkin's head with fire, and place it on his porch as a warning to any other pumpkins that may happen to walk by the house. So as sunset, Death placed tea lights in his pumpkins and welcomed all the kids. He saw a boy dressed as a dog and a girl dressed as a cat. A boy dressed as a cat and another girl dressed as a cat. He saw a group of nine kids, all dressed as cats. How unoriginal, thought Death from under his cat in the hat hat. As happens every year, one or two kids were dressed as Death himself. Ho, 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 aren't you the frightful ones, he would say before giving them an extra bag of piss as a thank you. By the end of the night, when the piss well was dry and the kids had gone home, Death collapsed into bed and dozed off, feeling happy about another wonderful Halloween. Boom! Death awoke to a loud thud, and then another, then a third. It was coming from outside on the porch. Death went out to see what was happening, and there he found the most vile creatures he could imagine. Teenagers. And they were destroying his beloved jack-o'-lanterns. Stop killing those! They're already dead! shouted Death. Bite me, old man! shouted a teenager. Yeah, eat my shorts! said another, who was painted yellow and riding a skateboard. If you don't stop killing my pumpkins, then I'll have to kill you! said Death. We're not afraid of some stupid old man in a death costume, said another teenager who was holding a pumpkin over his head. Eat shit, the miscreant yelled before driving the pumpkin into the sidewalk. I don't much like the taste of shit, said Death, a sick smile forming at his lips. Instead, I think I'll eat your souls. Oh. Death lunged forward, mouth first, and began liberally munching away at the souls of these kids. <laughs> ah, shouted the kids as Death's teeth eviscerated their souls. The soul, it turns out, is located in the heart, and Death tore a huge hole in those kids' chests, eating their hearts with obvious pleasure. Oh. Nom, 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 nom. Fresh soul. So good, said Death between bites. It was a bloodbath, literally. After he was done, Death siphoned the blood out of these kids' bodies and filled his bathtub with their blood. Then he bathed in their blood before drinking it and burping loudly. Death felt great as he dried off with a towel. But then when he stepped out of his bathroom, he peered at the broken jack-o'-lanterns on his porch and he let out a sad sigh. They were my friends, thought Death. And now they're gone. How can I carry on? Even though Death loved to kill pumpkins, he also loved to look at the pumpkins after he killed them. And usually Death spent the week after Halloween just staring at his pumpkins, sipping tea and smiling. Death decided to try killing the pumpkins even more to see if that would make him feel better. So he got out his scythe and sliced away, but it just wasn't the same. There was no point in killing something that had already died twice. These pumpkins weren't getting any deader, that's for sure. I know, thought Death. I'll go to the neighbors' houses and take their pumpkins. Death walked all over the neighborhood, but it looks like the teenagers had hit those houses too. Everywhere he looked, there were smashed up pumpkins, each one deader than a dingo-eaten baby. Death <laughs> moped home, crawled into his race car bed, and cried himself to sleep. 
The next couple of days were a blur for death. He took to boozing and drugs, not even bothering to clean up the pumpkin remnants outside his house. It rained for four days straight, and death had never felt worse. After four days of sulking, death came out of his house and looked at the porch again. Those pumpkins were still double dead, and he supposed it was time to clean them up. Death got out of broom and began sweeping up the pieces, starting on the porch and working his way up to the sidewalk. Death cleaned up 20, 29 pumpkins, crying as he swept. But when it came time to clean number 30, Death couldn't find it. Where did those little devils put my last pumpkin? Asked Death aloud, looking all over his yard. Eventually, he looked up on the top of his house, and there it was. The teenagers had thrown the pumpkin onto the roof. Death made a quick call to the devil to ask that the teenagers get an extra big portion of shit to eat for dinner that day, and then went to the roof to clean up their mess. But when he got to the roof, Death noticed something interesting. A seed from the pumpkin had fallen into the gutters, where it landed amongst a pile of old soil and leaves. And what's more, the seed had sprouted. Life! screamed Death, gasping at the sight of it. I must kill it immediately! Death went downstairs to get his scythe, but as, as he retrieved it from the broom closet, Death realized something. Those kids hadn't fully killed that pumpkin, if there was now life coming from it. And sure, he could kill the seed now, but what fun is that? Death isn't fun when something hasn't had a taste of life. No, he wouldn't kill this seed. He would love it, nurture it, uh-huh. grow it. Yeah. And then when it was fully grown, he'd triple, nay, quadruple kill it. <laughs> Death got a milk carton and filled it with soil, then planted the seed and put it near his window. Afterwards, he went all around the neighborhood and got 29 more seeds, one from each neighbor, explaining to them that if they would be so kind as to give him a pumpkin seed, he wouldn't eat their souls that day. Death planted all 30 seeds and watched them grow, watering them and singing to them and reading to them every day. And the next year, he had 30 beautiful, big, lively pumpkins. Death killed all 30 of them and carved their skulls into caricatures, but he also made sure to save a few seeds for the next year. The end. Wow, I'm gonna put my hands together. Oh, thank you. Thank you. James, I loved it. Thank you. I wanted to make a little feel-good story for Halloween. Yeah. And with Death being a, you know, he's a bit of a controversial character these days but i wanted to show the uh the sweeter side of him yeah 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 the side uh the poetic side the the side where um he creates instead of he creates yeah death taketh death giveth death taketh away and people often forget the death giveth part yeah 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 of course uh because it's it's usually hits a little bit harder when it's the take it the way part. Mm-hmm. The take it the way is really, and that's his specialty. Don't get me wrong. It's no. 99 and a half percent. Take it the way. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could tell when he was slashing those already smashed pumpkins that he had previously killed uh, <laughs> again to try to feel yeah. good. You can really catch a sense of, uh, of uh, perhaps evil or, you know, maybe just a love for, for, uh, for discontent almost for, for pain. Totally. Even when something is gone, he still tries to find something to take it away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take, take it, take it away. Okay. Uh, that's what. That's what I would say. Take it away. Okay. Is that going to be the first um, single for your jam band? Oh yeah, it could be. <laughs> and then there's going to be a couple of verses about smashing pumpkins. Oh, not, not the band. But I will say, oh, you know what I would probably do? What? This would be this would be really listen, I don't toot my own horn. This would obviously be very be very clever, but because you'll get someone else to toot a saxophone in the jam band. You don't need oh. it to be your own horn. No, no, no. I'm the, I'm an axe man. I don't know if you ever heard this. <laughs> uh, I play guitar I have guitar picks right here if you need to i s- I'll send you a picture. I'll send you a picture. I would but, love that. Yeah, please. But uh but yeah, uh it, what I would do if I was writing verses about like smashing pumpkins, like the actual act of smashing pumpkins. Mm-hmm. I would I would create a character 
and the character I would call William. And probably I would call him William C. And lo and behold, if you really dig into that, it's because it's Billy Corgan of Smashing Pumpkins, the band. Oh, whoa. Okay. Sorry. I know a bit of a ride there, but worth it, I think. Wow. Oh, my God. So do you think that is who, do you think he was one of the teenagers in my story? It's highly possible. When was it set? Uh, like 82. Sounds about right. <laughs> Actually, I don't know. I wonder when a Billy few, Corgan give was Give or take born. a few years. Give or take, yeah. God, he had that song 1979. I don't know if it was uh, self, if it was about himself. Uh-huh. But if it was, then he'd be, that he would have had to be alive for it. Uh-huh. Very, maybe he was very young, though. Yeah, I mean, he also Sorry, has a, he has a, just a little baby. He also has a, has a song called uh, Bullet with Butterfly Wings, which is cra- cra- a little bit of a crazy image. So <laughs> I don't know if we can trust this guy. <laughs> I don't know if they're all entirely factually yeah. accurate. Yeah. But one thing is true. The world is a vampire. And it is set to Drayane. Uh, but J- James, that was an incredible story. I love, yeah, it's, it's interesting. You got me to, uh, you got me on death's side. I was like, wow, I hope he can grow something so that he can kill it and feel good, which is, uh, <laughs> it's not something you want to really be cheering for, but totally. yeah. you made me do it. He is, he is who he is too. I mean, I didn't start out wanting to be on his side either, but once I got to know the character a little bit, you couldn't help, but want death to kill. I mean, it's what he does. Who am I to take that away? Just like how what the devil does is feed people shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Somehow that slipped my mind. <laughs> but uh, also it's probably true. Yeah. Did you do research into finding that out or was that sort of you thought it would be true? Yeah, I... Um, no, I didn't do any research. I made that part up. Okay. Yeah, okay. I think it. I think it would be true because I thought about like what would they eat and how. Right. I mean, at first I thought burnt food, or right. very spicy things. But mm. then I thought, what would I not want to eat? Sh- shit's got to be up at the top of the list. It's pretty much as bad as it gets. So yeah. 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 No. I. I mean, that checks out. I. I do want to. I do want to remind you though. Internet is a tool, and there is a Wikipedia, so you could have found out for sure. Uh, and and I personally, I, I like to do things by the book. I you know I I like to do the research. I like to make sure I'm getting it right. You clearly don't, which is fine no. again. But I'm just reminding you, it's out there mm-hmm. for next time. I appreciate that. Yeah. No, yeah. I, no problem. Uh, maybe I'll give you. Maybe I don't know. We we've both been out of the game for quite a while here, so I mean, you know, it's. Methods have changed. Systems have changed. Did you change your writing style at all? Uh, I reworked the story. This was the hardest story to write in a long time because it's right. been like a year and a half. It's been so long. Uh, so I don't know. We got more practice to do. We'll have to do more of this now that we figure out how to uh, call on Zoom. Yeah, now that this was never available before, <laughs> we've never had this opportunity. And we're going to gra- grab the... What is it? The grass, the brass ring. Bull by the horns. Bull by the horns. Grab the Dodge Ram by the steering wheel and just pedal to the middle. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh man. What I, I love trucks. <laughs> well, you know what I love? I love trucks too. Let's be yeah. honest there. But I would love to hear a story by you. James. I don't know if you know this, but I have one right here and I'm ready to read it. Oh my God. This is awesome. This is why I love this show. Oh man. I, we're, we're in each other's mind. <laughs> it's like we planned this, but we didn't plan this. I didn't even know you'd be here today. No, no. Yeah. It's completely by chance. Bumped into <laughs> each other, had the gear hooked up, ready to go. Uh, yeah. We I could just on chat roulette, both trying to <laughs> chat with strangers. <laughs> and then we, we landed on one another. Did you ever do chat roulette? I feel like when I was in middle school, whenever it was like it's in its prime, I probably was on there once or twice, but I've yeah. never had a conversation with a stranger on there. No, yeah, me either. I, I one time was at a party where people were on chat roulette mm-hmm. in, the, in the garage. They went out to the garage. That was like the chat roulette zone. And I, I went out uh, 
at one point and there was someone there was like a, a guy with an acoustic guitar on the other end of the chat roulette like singing a song and people in the garage were listening and i and i just walked out i walked yes. out of there that's satanic I yeah feel like it was that is what hell is that was much worse than um if i had walked in and it was a bunch of people being like you know how the people would go on and be nude totally yeah just to, to shock and awe people that would be better than the, than this man with this guitar you know it's not a great party whenever the party doesn't even have its own like d-bag on an acoustic guitar <laughs> it needs to get one it needs to get a stranger on the internet to be that you've brought you've brought you've brought in yeah help from around the globe <laughs> which Someone which is has to play wonderwall listen i i know listen i'll say it you don't need to have an acoustic guitar at a party. You just need to play Dave Matthews band. He has a lot of CDs, a lot of songs. Yeah. And that's what I want to hear. I love that. Yeah. Is there a good album to start with with him? Uh, <laughs> we, could, we could talk TMB. Uh, I've never, I've not truly, as far as like the jam band scale things, that's my least listened to. Uh, the only album I ever got into of DMB really was Satellite. I think it's or no, it's called Under the Table and Dreaming. I think it has the song Satellite on it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and I genuinely liked that album for quite a while. Uh, yeah, but I, I wanna, didn't. I, I want to give it more of a shot because I feel like after I don't know. I feel like it, you make fun of something for so long, and then mm-hmm. it's like, okay, this. Why not? It's true. Technically, I've like to be honest. I never, I didn't really tr- ever try to make fun of it too much because I liked it when I heard it. But I will say, crap, the song "Crash" is is vile, very vile, <laughs> like lyrically, <laughs> like, upsetting so, in a big way. It's so uncomfortable. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Uh, but, but should I? Should I read my story to you, James? Yeah. Bum bum bum. <laughs> bum bum bum. Um. Okay, I will. This this one's this is a little tale called Death Grows a Pumpkin. Beautiful. All right, James, I'm ready for my story. Uh-huh. Uh but I actually I met with my lawyers um before the show as I usually do, and they advised me, unfortunately, I sort of have to read this 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 preamble. Uh-huh. Okay to the to the story sort of like uh it's almost like a verbal contract almost uh because my story is is so scary and it's a contract yeah yeah it's a verbal contract i mean just listening is good enough you've officially kind of signed it you know if there's anything you are really worried about um you can message uh you know lovable favorites podcast at gmail.com i'll send you the whole transcript uh it's not a big deal though it's just legally binding contract okay so in case someone tries to take you to court yeah you you definitely can't so don't worry about it and and there's also though there is important information about the story in it as well so you're gonna want to make sure that you're listening to it okay i mean it's unorthodox but take it away okay uh and uh, and also unfortunately also i have to read it in a uh uh, legally uh uh, i have to read it in a sort of funny voice like a not trying to find like a scary voice okay not too yeah, it's though. just part of the again uh, you know we don't question the law we just follow it <laughs> blindly uh and so okay so i'll start it off here here it goes do you know about boo york city well if you don't know you shouldn't be embarrassed no you should be relieved yes boo york city a.k.a. the City of Screens, is certainly not a regular vacation spot. It is a city that is crawling with death. What does it look like, you ask? Well, it actually looks exactly like popular North American city, New York City. Same layout, just different names for the buildings, parks, and landmarks. Oh, and also... Its population is made up entirely of ghosts, ghouls, skeletons, and monsters. Okay, one other thing. About 99% of the humans that even just learn about the existence of Boo York City end up one day dying. But don't worry, dear listener. I'm sure that this won't happen to you. Jack, did you just kill our audience? 
Gary Death rolled out of bed, walked over to his window and opened the blinds. The streets were flooding with a thick mixture of blood and slime, and fire was raining down from the sky. Another beautiful day in Boo York City, he said to himself with a smile. Gary Death was a 17-year-old skeleton with a great attitude, a particular zest for life, and an incredibly dangerous set of otherworldly powers. Yes, unfortunately, Gary was kind of set up to be a killing machine. <laughs> One touch from his bony skeleton finger would cause any living organism to wither up and die on the spot. And if you ever looked directly into his eye holes, you would simply explode. <laughs> Luckily for us and for all those around him, Gary was really nice and didn't like to kill. To be honest, he probably wouldn't even hurt a fly. To others, this was great news. But to his father, it was deeply troubling. For you see, Gary Death was the son of Death Death, <laughs> the bringer of death. When somebody dies in the regular human world, Death Death is the reason why. This is why he carries the title, The Bringer of Death. Every morning, The Bringer of Death wakes up to find a list of human names on their bedside table. Their job is to find every single one of those humans and then promptly murder them. Mm -hmm. It is a tough, full-time-hour style job that has been handed down within the Death family tree for centuries. When the first-born child of any Bringer of Death turns 18, they are handed the job its title, and every responsibility that comes along with it. As I'm sure you have guessed, Gary most certainly did not want to take on the tradition of the death family and become the bringer of death. He was more of a free spirit type. He liked poetry. He, he dabbled in pottery and, and actually spent a lot of time volunteering. His ultimate goal, though, was to become a famous musician. He and his friend Junior had a two-piece folk band called Screamin' and Garfreakle. <laughs> They thought that they really had a shot at making it if they could just get one lucky break. The problem was that in exactly 102 days, Gary was going to turn 18. Death Death really hated that his son Gary didn't want to become the next bringer of death. It was an ancient family tradition that was considered sacred. And he also was really looking forward to his retirement because he had DVR'd every season of Survivor. One day after work, Death Death sat Gary down to have the talk. Gary, my son, please come and see me in the non-living room, please. <laughs> Gary trudged in and plopped himself down on the couch. His body language said it all. He knew what his father wanted to talk to him about. Son, in a mere 102 days, you will be taking over as the bringer of death. But I am worried that you aren't excited about it. Well, Dad, you are right to be worried. Because I don't want to be the bringer of death at all. Seems like a really heavy and uh, just a real bummer of a full-time job, responded Gary. Well, it's no picnic, but it is a beautiful and a respectful tradition that has been part of your family for centuries. Does that not mean anything to you? Gary wiped a tear from his cheekbone. Listen, I love our family. I love you but I'm just not the kind of guy who can punch the clock day in and day out. I'm more of a free spirit. I want to be a musician, Dad. I mean, you've heard Junior and I screaming in Garfreakle. We're a great band. That new song, the one with Junior's big vocal solo, you can't tell me that it doesn't absolutely slap. Yes. We just found out today that we're actually picked to open up for the band Flesh, with a PH, at Madison Scare Garden <laughs> in 101 days. That's a really big deal, Dad. Madison Scare Garden. <laughs> and if the show goes well, we might really blow up. And this could be my job. Now, Death Death maybe killed people for a living. But his heart wasn't made of stone. He cared about Gary and he wanted to make things right. Mm -hmm. Son? Okay. Your big gig is in 101 days. And you don't become the bringer of death for 102 days. How about this? If you wow everybody at the show and the audience really loves you, you won't have to become the bringer of death and you can be a musician full time. Yeah. Dad, I, you, you're the best. I'm going to go get Junior so we can practice. Gary jumped up off the couch and ran over to Junior's house to tell him the good news. Junior was the son of the Headless Horseman. He had a human body, but his head was a detached jack-o'-lantern. 
I know that he sounds a bit scary, but he, of course, was also very nice and also a very skilled musician. <laughs> he sang in the band and, and also used his detached pumpkin head as a drum. Gary played acoustic guitar and sang backups. Gary's supple skeleton hands dancing across the fretboard of his acoustic guitar while Junior banged along on his head. Well, it sounded divine. Pair that with their angelic voices and wow, that was top tier quality entertainment. Guess what, Junior? Said Gary excitedly. We got the Madison Scare Garden gig. Oh, and my dad said that if we play really good and the audience likes us, I don't have to become the bringer of death and we can live and work as musicians. Junior was ecstatic. Yes, yes, our dream is becoming real. Let's do a jumping high five. As the two happy campers jumped to high five one another, something unfortunate happened. Junior's detached pumpkin head slipped out from under his other arm and shattered on the floor. (laughs) Gary looked down at Junior's smashed head and screamed, No! (laughs) Junior's body looked like it was looking down at the floor in horror too. But because his head was smashed, he couldn't scream, which unfortunately also meant that he couldn't sing. Also, using Junior's head as a drum was an integral part of the band's sound. Without a pumpkin drum, they kind of felt like they were nothing. The solution to this problem seemed easy. Just replace Junior's head with a new pumpkin. The problem with that solution, Boo York City did not grow or sell produce of any kind. Gary was feeling exceptionally distraught. Without Junior's head, the band just wouldn't be a band. It would be one skeleton playing guitar and singing next to a silent, headless <laughs> human body, which is, a, which is a style that hadn't been popular in New York City since the late 50s. <laughs> to make matters worse, he would have to brainstorm more ideas by himself because Junior's brain was smashed on the floor. Gary decided to seek guidance from the internet. He found a gardening forum and started poking around. Okay, okay. The show isn't for another 101 days. And it says here that it takes roughly 90 to 100 days to grow a full pumpkin. Maybe I can find some pumpkin seeds and grow you a new head. Junior's body nodded in agreement. The only problem is, where will I get pumpkin seeds in a produceless land? An idea came to him like a jolt of electricity. This kind of idea that was going to be pretty risky but might just work out. The next morning, when his father, Death Death, was about to head to work, Gary would shadow him and enter the real human world to find seeds. It wasn't going to be easy, but it was his only real option for saving his friend, saving his band, and avoiding becoming the bringer of death. That night, he lightly prodded his father for details of where he would be going to work the next day. Luckily, he was going to New York City, so Gary would be pretty familiar with the layout. Uh, Gary would have to hop through the bringer of death portal uh, and into the human world, retrieve pumpkin seeds, and then hop back through the portal when his father was done working for the day. There was one small hitch in the plan, though. Gary was a skeleton. If he appeared in the human world, it would surely cause mass panic. He needed to craft himself an impressive disguise. He looked through his closet and found a few perfect items. A pair of acid wash jeans, a white t-shirt that said, I heart B-Y and a Steve Carell mask that he had ordered online after binge-washing The Office. He put it all on and smiled. I will be undetectable. (laughs) 5 a.m. came around, and it was time for Gary to do some serious sneaking. As his father moved around getting ready for work, Gary stayed a step behind. He watched him pour a coffee, eat a bowl of human hair, (laughs) smash a bunch of worms into his teeth, and do 10 push-ups before opening his work portal for the day. Next stop, New York City. As Death Death stepped through the portal, it began to shrink. Gary ran, dove, and hoped for the best. For a moment, everything went dark. Had time frozen? Was he lost in a vortex somewhere? Had he? Before he could finish that third thought, Gary felt himself smash into a big pile of garbage. He looked up at the murky blue sky and knew that he had made it. New York, New York, baby. Gary's main fear was being detected as a skeleton. But luckily, nobody could tell through his disguise. Not only did he pass as a human, he actually was passing as Steve Carell. So everybody was really nice to him and super helpful. He was able to find pumpkin seeds really quick and was even able to catch a showing of Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat on Broadway before hopping the portal back to Boo York City. He had a bag of pumpkin seeds and his dream was still alive. What more could you ask for? Gary once again ran to Junior's house. I got them, Junior. I got them. 
Also, I think maybe we should write a musical, but we can worry about mm-hmm. that later. First, we got to grow you a new head. Luckily, Junior somehow had a backyard that stretched out into a little wooded area. The trees were all dead, but it was enough coverage to allow for them to create a healthy pumpkin patch. This looks like the perfect spot to grow you a new head, buddy, said Gary, as he ripped open the bag of seeds and poured them onto the ground. And look, there are seven seeds in this bag. We have seven chances to grow you a new head. One, two, three, four, five, six. Junior's body tackled Gary. Hey, what's the big idea, man? Junior's body pointed to the seeds that were on the ground. Gary had been touching the seeds as he counted them, and they had all withered up and died. All of them except for one. Okay, so we have one shot at growing you ahead and being able to live our dreams. No big deal. We, uh, We can do this. Junior's body dug a little hole and plopped the pumpkin seed in. It was waiting time. Gary and Junior visited the pumpkin patch every day. They showered the seed in water, love, and song. They were missing Junior's signature voice and head drumming, but it it still seemed to work as exactly 100 days later, the two friends walked into the pumpkin patch to find a new head for Junior. Let's carve it up and get you singing again, my friend. We only have 12 hours until the big show. Madison's scare garden was absolutely packed that night. Gary and Junior were nervous, but ready. The seconds ticked away like hours as they waited to hear their cue. Ghouls, ghosts, monsters, and skeletons. Please welcome to the stage, Screamin' and Garfreakle. What happened after that? Well, it was absolutely legendary. Screamin' and Garfreakle brought the house down with their pumpkin drumming-infused two-man folk. That new song? The one with Junior's big solo? Well, they obviously nailed it. (laughs) Everybody in the audience, especially Gary's father, Death Death, knew that this was only the beginning of a future long and prosperous career in music. When they got off stage, Death Death was waiting for them. Well, my son, he said, looks like I ain't retiring tomorrow. Good job. Can't wait to see what you come up with next. Was that really you singing, Junior? It's almost unbelievable how sweet your voice is. So that was that. Gary Death had avoided becoming the bringer of death and began to live his dream. And his father, Death Death, well, don't you worry about him. He quit his job as the bringer of death and signed on full-time as Screamin' and Garfunkel's manager. Love overcame tradition. The end. Wow, yeah! Put the old hands together for that, for Screamin' and Garfunkel, everyone. (laughs) Garfreakel. Garfreakel, sorry. That was incredible. Oh my God. That was uh, quite a trip. Yeah, it's a a bit of a tall tale. Uh, It took me a little while to spin it, but I'm happy with what was spun, I think. For for anyone who's dead now, I do apologize sincerely. Yeah, that's my bad. It's just, you know, I had to, I had to name drop it to tell the story the way it actually is. You know how I am about the truth. Mm -hmm. I, I live for it. I love it. I, I live for truth. So I had to be honest and hopefully none of you will ever die, but it might happen. It might happen. And if it does, you can't sue us. No, not at all. Wow. (laughs) No, it's legally bind. You listen to the legally binding paragraph. Yeah. Yeah. I I really appreciated actually how the MC who introduced Screamin' and Garfreakal was actually the same person who read the legally binding paragraph. You picked up on that, huh? <laughs> so did you hire someone for that? Yeah, yeah, I got the guy. I actually was at this gig. Uh-huh. Um, so that's how you found out about this legendary story, I assume. Yeah, yeah, I got it straight from the source. I interviewed them backstage after. Uh, and I definitely, I obviously hit that guy up in case, you know, I got his card for any future voice work that I might uh-huh. need. Because he's got a voice on him. Were you, like, trying to see um simon and garfunkel at madison square gardens but then someone outside had like these tickets and they were way cheaper absolutely yeah i i had no clue uh, i i got caught it was like uh you know how like at diy venues it's like uh, you ask a punk uh-huh. for the for the location and if I, I asked someone where madison square garden was and they must have misheard me they led me to <laughs> Madison Scare Garden, and there's a whole thing anyway. I had to pay double tickets, but it was it ended up worth it in the end because I got this story out of it. Totally, and you got your voice cut. 
Yeah, I got my voice guy. He's just doing a lot of work for me lately. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's exciting. Wow. Um, yeah. There were a few details that I thought were interesting. Like, what I found really strange is why is uh-huh. both, like, Junior's head is so fragile and yeah. that whole city is incapable of, like, replacing the heads of their pumpkin people. Yeah. That seems weird. Could you go into any more detail about that? Yeah, for sure. Well, the Headless Horseman, uh, you know, he's the one who moved his family there. Uh, I believe he lived in what was Sleepy Hollow before uh-huh. previous to this. Uh, so, you know, it was it's sort of like one of those things where it, it's sort of like our legally binding um, verbal contract right before my story. It's like he knew the risk. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I also think that, you know, if you notice, they kind of grew the pumpkin in secrecy because uh, I don't think he wanted to tell his dad that he smashed his head. You know what I mean? Uh, so he just avoided his dad for a hundred days. Yeah. But his dad, I guess, can really see him because he didn't have a head. Yeah, yeah. You can, you know, you, you live with a guy long enough, you figure out their blind spots. <laughs> uh, you can just get around it. That's great. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So headless, the headless don't usually live there. Uh, he's the first because if you know he had a human body, right? Mm-hmm. And it's the, basically the only human aspect of that of that world. Oh yeah, uh, to a degree. So can what's his name touch him? Can Gary touch him? No, which is you know it's interesting. That's why that's I think that's why you remember when he called. He was like, "Let's do a, a high five. Uh-huh. Uh, I think they realized right before they hit the high five that it was a bad idea, and that's what sort of caused the chaos, which led him to drop the pumpkin head. Totally, that makes sense. Wow. Well, I mean, so. When you look at it that way, it could have been so much worse. Yeah, for sure. He could have just killed. He could have killed him. Uh-huh. Irreversible. And then I, I imagine in that world he would have like become death, death, and it would have just been a lot of death. Yeah, it's sort of like Santa Claus effect style. Like he now is the bringer of death, whether he wants to or not. Totally. Exactly like Santa Claus. Death and Santa Claus are pretty much the same. Oh yeah, it's, it's a bit different what they bring. But, you know, it's a similar work schedule, I would say, you know. Uh, actually, death maybe has a way, much worse work yeah. schedule, arguably, because it's every day, all day. I believe you described it as full-time. Yeah, it's a full-time job for sure. I would say actually overtime, uh-huh. if we're being honest. I was Well, whenever you were talking about how it's full-time, I wondered, like, how long does he get a lunch break? And how long would that be? It depends. Is it like a half hour or a full hour? It depends, right? Because he's got to find all these people, so... Okay. You know, I'd say it depends. It varies on the day. Like some days, maybe he's clocking out at three. Some days, maybe he's clocking out at ten. You uh-huh. know. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Death. Death. It's the nature of the business. I. You know. It's. I. I was talking to him a little bit too. You know, as he's the the band manager now, and I've kept up. I've kept in touch with these guys. So. Well, that was really, really good. I really enjoyed it. Thank you, James. You're, I'm scared. I loved your. I loved your tale as well. I. And I just hope everyone at home is not too scared and they're not so mad about the agreement mm-hmm. it was you entered you listened so it's a verbal contract and well, they agreed and now they gotta die eventually if you notice the wording it's they will one day uh-huh. die it's but it was like it's implied that it's very soon right like a day or two i mean you take you can you can take the implication of whichever you you ever way you'd like okay so it could be one no it could be yeah In years it, it Oh, it could be, you know, full, healthy, great life. It could be like decades. Yeah. Oh, totally. Could it be centuries? Yeah, I think depending on your diet and uh, sort of your exercise situation. <laughs> if young tortoises listening, like. Yeah, your 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 DNA. If it's tor- if there's any tortoise. <laughs> I mean, they would have really enjoyed the uh, the stuff about the tortex pick. Yeah, yeah. Well, every turtle head out there was going nuts for the coin flip this <laughs> this week. Is it's uh, yeah the turtle's right on it. I'm looking at them right now. Believe it or not, the tur the turtle pick. Yeah. Also, beside the turtle pick is a is a California raisin little model and a, and then a glass horse. Oh, I know. Yeah. You know the glass horse. I, it's one of my favorite things I own. I think. Yeah, it's pretty good. He has a good, got a really good face. Usually, I'd be looking at that right now, but uh, alas, yeah, we're on Zoom. Staring down the barrel of a glass horse. But you know what? So Halloween's coming up. Are there any special treats that you just got to eat for Halloween? For Halloween? Well, I'll tell you what actually came early was, so it, uh, in the Christmas season, they put out my favorite ice cream. It's the, it's a, it's the president's uh, choice, the candy cane crackle. I know. 
I know, James, well. it's out. It's out already. So I have I have a tub in the freezer, and I've been picking away at it. So that's my Halloween treat. So you're gonna have that for Halloween? Do you ever buy the box of things? The oh, like the the like bar, the chocolate coated bar. It's just exactly. not the same, unfortunately, yeah. to me. Anyway, the flavor's not uh, isn't the same. Something about putting it in a bar form. Well, okay. So the answer is no. The answer is once, James. Only uh-huh. once. Never, never again. I know. It's, I hate to sound so. Uh, I won't bring it up. I'm, I, I know not to push a sensitive topic. Yeah, I'm getting. I'm actually getting so mad. Uh, <laughs> just a second. Let You're me calm sure. down. It's just okay. You didn't mean it. You didn't mean it. Okay. <laughs> calm down. Calm down. Okay. Good. Uh, yeah. It's just. Yeah. I just. Uh, wow. I'm st- just still mad about you bringing that up. Um, and it's getting. Wow, it's feeling impossible. It, you know what? It might be impossible to get over. We might have yeah. to end the podcast for now, just to just to save our friendship. It's not serious. It's just. I understand. Well, if it's over, it's over. But if it's not, if you can get over it, um, let me know. I definitely can. I definitely can because I would. I would love to to chat again. To perhaps tell tales again. Me too. To tell a good story. Yeah, and you know what? If if you're wondering what's what's going on with lovable favorites, you can always check in at uh, lovable on the lovable favorites Instagram. You know, mm-hmm. it, recent post on there, uh, maybe a couple extras that you noticed because uh, leading up to this post, uh, this 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 drop, this pod drop, uh, and you can email lovablefavoritespodcast at gmail dot com. I personally hand answer every email we got and get, um, and if I don't answer. I promise I read it. <laughs> we just get a lot. Yeah, it's just an overflowing box. It's like uh, you ever try you ever try to put a you know the bag is full and you try to fit one more tub of uh, of a candy cane crackle ice cream in it. Uh-huh. Not a good idea always. And it falls out. It'll it'll fall out and and maybe I'll see it fall but I won't pick it up. You know what I mean, kind of thing. Like and that's sort of like a, a extra email. Totally, that's what happened to your email, dear yeah. listener. Yeah. There's just so many. There's just so, so, so many. It's overflowing. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Honestly, that's fair. Yeah. That's legally binding. I agree. It is. It is. A lot of what we do is legally binding these days. <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, thank you, Jack. Dude, thank you, James. And thank you, everyone who listened. So good to be back. So, so, so nice. And we'll see you another time, okay? It's not the last time. Yeah, I'll see you again. We love you, and th- and we and we just love you, and th- thank you for waiting f- for so long. We we love you. Bye. Bye. What a good episode. Do you remember when? <laughs> and then, oh, wow. <laughs> and I loved it. Goodbye. Well, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>